Hello, everybody. Um, welcome back to the Post 20 Podcast. I'm shot. I'm fucking exhausted. It has been a long week. Um, I'm alone. Matt's going to give you guys some analysis and his picks later on today. But right now, I am alone. Got some stuff going on in my personal life. Um, there's some death happening uh, currently in the process. So um, that stuff, you know, that can always weigh on you. It's been a challenge. Uh, we're just kind of waiting for things to pan out. Not exactly sure where things are going. Um, but I have some things that I have to take care of later relating to the current situation uh, that I have going on in my life. So Matt and I agreed that we would kind of just um, do what we could when we could. And it may be rough, you know, for the next week or so. Um, I'm trying my best uh, to, to just get some content out for you guys and make sure that you don't, um, you don't experience a gap in, in what you're used to. So, uh, with all that being said, and I'm sorry that it's disjointed, um, and I'm sorry if my analysis and picks are disjointed as well. I just had a long two hour, um, presentation in class that ran, you know, over, it ran an hour longer than it was supposed to. And then I, I got a phone call and that was bad news. And it's just been rough, you know. Uh, it's it's that it's that type of uh, week for me. But it's cool. We're gonna talk about the Premier League a little bit. Um, we're gonna recap last week's games, match day six, um, and then I'm gonna quickly just rattle you off my picks before I have to go buy a new suit. Um, hopefully, I look jerpy at least, right? That's that's the one thing about an impending funeral. Uh, if if you get a heads up, you know. At least you get to dress up in your in your finest. I don't know. That's a weird way to look at it, but that's how I have to look at it right now. Um, match day six. Let's get into it. Sorry, I know that's depressing. Uh, we have Chelsea taking on, or they took on Man City and actually fell. Uh, this game at Stamford Bridge. Really, I mean, what a fantastic tactical game for the first half. It was a really, really tight result. Chelsea looked super good at the back. Going forward, they could not establish anything. Um, this was strange to see from Chelsea. You know, it's been a while since we've seen them be constipated going forward and really struggling to get things out, um, get things going up top. So, um, you know, it was a little bit of a return to form in terms of attacking for Manchester City. They haven't looked as sharp as they had last season. I think they looked much better here. Uh, defensively, you know, we know the story for Chelsea. We know that they're going to be defensively extremely strong. Brick wall and goal, fantastic back line. They lined up with Azpi, Christensen, and Rudiger um, with James and Alonso, you know, the two favored backs, wing backs um, for, for TT. So a really good lineup, you know, nothing, nothing crazy. Werner played up top with Lukaku. Uh, poor game from Timo, you know, that's just kind of how it's been. So that was unfortunate, but Lukaku couldn't even get everything going here. So this is the first game where I think we've seen Lukaku really be neutralized. And if if you look at that City defense, they have so many guys. Cancelo, fantastic. Kyle Walker, fantastic. Both super pacey, gonna neutralize the wings. Then you have Ruben Diaz and Laporte who play solid uh, and very well together in the center of the park. And they had good games, two, two yellows. So one yellow for the, each of them. Um, they, they managed to escape without reds, but 
Um, a great result. This was a tactical game. Super, super tactical. Good result for City. Uh, they take all three points in what I think is probably going to be the hardest matchup all season long. Uh, you know, these other teams are starting to show their weakness. And I just think that that Chelsea are the team that are the most solid at the back. They're going to be the team that hit you on the counter um, because they have guys that make so much space up top, Lukaku, and then you have flanking wingbacks like Reese James and Alonso. And they're going to be the team that, that give you the most challenge. So for City to get three points here in a crucial part of the season is very, very good for them. And I think Chelsea will bounce back next week. I think they'll be all right. Um, they can't look into this too much. They just got unlucky. Gabriel Jesus goal in the 53rd. That was the difference. Um, they'll be back to their attacking form next week. I think we can't read into this too much. Next game, Manchester United nil. Aston Villa won. Courtney House's 88th minute goal was the difference for the two teams. I cannot believe it. United were all over them in the first half. They were all over the place. I saw Greenwood pass up an opportunity to pass, to shoot. He fucked it. He could have given it to Bruno in the center of the box with a drag, chose not to. That was the goal that I thought was most clear-cut. 28 shots for United, four of those on target with 60% possession to Villa's 40%, three shots on target, and seven total shots. United were the better team here. They had their foot on the gas pedal the entire game, but they couldn't get things to fall. A fantastic performance by Martinez was the difference for, for Villa. I mean, you know, it fell for House, that center back um, at the very end. Really nice to see him score. And an awesome result for Villa in general. You know, this is going to this is gonna really help put them up the table against a side like United, who absolutely need these points right now in order to get up against Chelsea and City and Liverpool in those top three spots. You know, this th this was the game that made them fall. They are now in fourth, um, one slot above Everton, who have 13. Everton and Brighton, actually. Brighton won this weekend. They would have gone to the top of the table. Um, so tragic, tragic, tragic result for United. I think, again, they will be back to their best next week. We cannot read into this too much, but a fantastic result for Villa. They are a team who has this upset potential, and they did play very, very, very intensely um, and they, they just matched. They really matched United in terms of grit and, and determination. And that was the difference. They took all three points. So great for them. Next one, we have Leicester City. Burnley 2-2. Two, two. Jamie Vardy with an unorthodox hat trick. A 12th minute own goal put Burnley ahead. And then in the 37th, Jamie Vardy scored his second goal. This time for his team. Uh, in the 40th, new boy Maxwell Cornet scored for Burnley. Uh, putting Burnley back ahead. And in the 85th minute in the dying embers of the game, Jamie Vardy scored the equalizer. This was an amazing, amazing match from Leicester. They should have won this game. Uh, they fucked me in a parlay because they didn't. It was brutal. That goal from Vardy was a mess. He glanced that header past um, and, and it went right into his own goal. Unfortunate, don't see that a lot. Don't see a hat trick with... Um, I don't see a hat trick with two goals all that often, but it's crazy to me that he's still scoring goals. It really is. Um, but but yeah, uh, really, really strong play from Leicester. 22 shots, five on target, 68% possession. And we do watch Burnley um, get dominated in the possession game a lot. They sit on their heels. They're not ranging forward. They're not the ones that are you know sitting, passing the ball in midfield, waiting for the build-up play to, to evolve into something else. 
they uh, they are that defensive team. They are going to sit there. And for them to get a point against Leicester City, I don't think is necessarily bad. I think Sean Dyche will be relatively pleased with that. And I don't think that we can really do anything um, besides, say, Leicester. You got a little unlucky here. And I think that they'll have a better game next week. Um, they are gearing up to play Crystal Palace next week. So a pretty soft opponent for them. We'll have to see how it pans out, but I like their chances. Moving on, we have Everton 2, Norwich City. Nil, Andros Townsend nets another uh, a penalty this time, and Abdullah Tukore finishes in the 77th minute to lead the Blues over Norwich. The Finches uh, by a margin of two. Now, Norwich played all right in this game. I think they played okay. They they sort of matched Everton in terms of tempo, um, certainly in terms of possession. They actually were the ones that dominated. They looked really, really um, solid compared to some of their earlier performances this season. A couple chances on goal, 10. Um, two shots on target, so not super clinical. Uh, and nothing fell for them, which is a little bit unfortunate. Uh, unfortunate. But I think that this was overall a relatively decent game from Norwich. Uh, Everton are a team who are at the top, you know, top end of the table right now. They're playing good football. Um, their new signings are playing extremely well, and we continue to see that here. Um, but, but you know, Norwich couldn't get it done, unfortunately, against this fantastic Everton side right now. Everton continue to get these three points from teams um, that they that they need to get the three points from. So I can't really say anything other than hopefully Everton continue to do this. Uh, we did see this last season, and then we saw them fall off severely and wind up in those you know middle-of-the-table spots that you don't necessarily want. Uh, we'll see if they can continue that run of form or if they will fall to mediocrity like they inevitably always do. I'll be curious. Leeds United 1, West Ham 2. A 90th-minute goal from the absolute <laughs> tank that is Mikel Antonio was the difference maker in this game. West Ham had to come from behind after Rafinha struck in the 19th minute. I was absolutely certain. I was absolutely certain that this was going to be the game um, where things fell apart. I was so, so, so worried about it. I didn't know what to expect. Um, and and these guys, they fucking pulled it out. They really did it. West Ham came back. Junior Firpo scored an own goal in the 67th. Antonio, like I said, scored in the 90th minute. And West Ham never were out of this game. They did not give up. And this is going to be the difference between a team that is contending and actually contending or a team that is pretending. And I think that West Ham have a chance to contend. If these guys can exhibit this mental grit, fortitude, and metal, I think that they have a serious chance in contending this season. Uh, not necessarily for the title, but at least for those four Premier League spots. Um, I really, really think they can. Their squad depth is not great. If they lose Antonio, they're going to be in trouble, but I'm hoping that they don't lose Antonio. We need him to stay there um, because watching him makes the Premier League all that much better. Leeds continuing to have a disappointing season. This is an unfortunate match. They should have got away with a point, to be honest with you, but Antonio came in, swooped in, took all three. Um... This is a problem for Leeds. We are watching a serious decline from last season's run of form. I am worried about them. Um, I don't know what's going on. I don't know if, they're, if their luck's going to turn and they're going to get some of these results to pan out for them um, or if we're going we're gonna to see Leeds towards that bottom half of the table all season. I'm just not sure what to expect. Um, 
I really don't know, and I'll be curious to see what Matt has to say later um, on the topic because I'm worried that leads have been found out. All right, Watford-Newcastle 1-1. This game was a sweaty one. Newcastle uh, scored in the first 23rd minute. One of the Longstaff brothers, Sean, and then Ismail Asar, my my favorite FIFA player this year, actually. Um, got his informed card. It's fantastic. Very pacey. Uh, scored in the 72nd to level the game. This was a fairly matched affair. 20, to, 20 shots for Newcastle versus Watford's 15. Six shots on target for Newcastle versus Watford's four. And the possession was shared evenly with 53 and 47. 47 to Newcastle. Um, I don't have a ton to say about this game. Uh, Watford do seem like they are kind of getting back into the groove of things. There was two weeks there um, where things weren't necessarily going their way. But this is a good result against the Newcastle side. I really think it is. I think Newcastle are playing with a little bit more direction right now. Um, they look stronger. They look more threatening. But there is problems in the locker room. Apparently, the guys don't like Steve Bruce, which can you blame him? It's Steve Bruce. This is a, a relatively young team with guys like Joe Willems, St. Max. Um, Almiron's not too young, and Joel Linton's not too young either, but Isaac Hayden. You know, these are these are younger guys um, who, who I'm sure don't necessarily— um, have the same worldview and view on football that guys like Steve Bruce, who have who have been in the game for a very long time, have. Uh, so I can understand why why they don't necessarily think he fits the club, the current club culture, rather. Um, we'll have to see if that has any effect on the way Newcastle continue to play. Um, I'm I'm not necessarily sure at this current moment, but I think that, that it could be a problem, and it's certainly something we should be keeping our eyes on. Uh, in terms of Watford, I think Watford are con- are going to continue to develop. Uh, we need to keep our eye on them as well, and I certainly will be doing so. Brentford 3, Liverpool 3, game of the week. Brentford, a budding powerhouse, dare I say it. These guys are so solid. Three goals against the Liverpool backline, who should not be conceding any against a team like this. Andy Robertson, TAA. Virgil van Dijk, Joel Matip, and Allison should not be conceding three goals to Brentford Football Club. But here we are, Ethan Pinnock in the 27th, Vitaly Janelt in the 63rd, Yuan Wissa in the 82nd. All three scored a goal. Liverpool, oh, these guys answered back. You know, they really did. They took the lead in the 54th. Jota scored after Pinnock scored that first goal. Jota scored in the 31st. Salah in the 54th to lead 2-1. And then you had uh, you had Janelt come back in the 63rd. Curtis Jones in the 67th to bring Liverpool again ahead. And then Johan Wissa in the 82nd to draw the game level. And both of the teams had, to, had no choice but to share the points here. So this is a great result for Brentford. A fantastic result for Brentford. It says a lot about both teams. Liverpool... Are they fraudulent when it matters? You know, uh, what's that? You you can't lose to this Brentford side. Arsenal lost to this Brentford side. Um, I think Liverpool are a team that are, you know, way ahead of Arsenal right now. Not even, you know, experiencing any of the problems that Arsenal are experiencing. But they're out here drawing Brentford. So, you know, all those guys made fun of Arsenal when they lost. Are, are, Are Brentford good or... Arsenal not as not as bad as as we think they are, or, or what's the deal? That's my question to Liverpool fans. You know, how how do you guys draw Brentford with a, with a side like that? That's tough. That's really really tough. 
but I don't think we can take uh, we can take anything away from Brentford. Fantastic, fantastic result for them. Great play. They play as such a complete unit. Um, and this game, you know, this was at Brentford Community Stadium. Those guys are all up on it. The fans, Thomas Frank, they all they they're just they're such a unit. They're such a power. And uh, currently, Brentford sit in ninth, one spot above Arsenal um, with a better goal differential. You know, all on nine points. So we'll have to see. We'll really have to see. I love Brentford. I hope that they continue to succeed. And it was awesome to see them tie Liverpool like that. Southampton nil, Wolves won. Raul Jimenez scored for the first time in almost a year after suffering an awful, traumatic head injury um, by by fucking David Luiz um, in that Arsenal match. So Jimenez scored in the 61st to steal three points from Southampton, who, to be honest with you, were all over Wolves in this one. I actually bet with Wolves. I knew they would win. Um, and then while I watched the game, I was like, oh my God, they're not going to win. But they managed to they managed to steal a goal, nick a goal, um, and then lock it down and, and make sure that they got away with three. So that was a great result. Southampton, super unfortunate. Hard team to break down this season as well. So a really strong result for Wolves at this current moment. Um, they absolutely needed this to happen. They needed, uh, Bruno Lage needed this for that team. Uh, and I'm sure that they were super, super happy to get these three points because it's a game that you have to win, um, but it's not an easy game to win. Next game we have is the North London Derby in which Arsenal battered Tottenham 3-1. And Emil Smith-Rowe goal, oh, in the 12th minute, opened the scoring. And in the 27th, Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang, Arsenal's club captain, added another. And then, with a Harry Kane flub in the 34th, Bukayo Saka added a third. If you can't tell, I have a huge smile on my face. I'm not even going to talk about the Tottenham goal, although Sun Huang-Min did score a fantastic goal in the 79th. Um, this was an Arsenal show. Arsenal dominated that first half like I have like I haven't seen them dominate a first half of football in probably three four years at this point they were fucking all over it they looked so 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 good so strong so powerful so sharp they passed the ball with authority they defended with vigor and and authority as well I mean this was just a great result for Arsenal I don't think the the problems are fixed. The problems at this club run so deep. And Mikel Arteta is still not the guy for the job. But he had the boys playing the way they needed to play. But I just don't... I, I can't help but think we're going to be back to shit next week. You know, I know this is two two results in a row. Three results in a row. And that's great. But I don't think that we can say that, you know, Arsenal are done all their shit. They're not done all their shit. We're going to be back to some fucking hairy nonsense next week. I promise you all... This is more of a story about Tottenham. They are in shambles. I don't know what's going on. Kane doesn't look good. He's all over the pitch. He's not playing in the position he needs to play in. And I don't mean that he's not being put in that position. I mean that he is not in his position on the pitch. I don't know what he's doing. He's tracking back too much. He gets stuck in the shell when Tottenham aren't playing well going forward. And this is what happens. Um, I'm very worried about Tottenham. Uh, or I would be worried about Tottenham if I didn't hate them. Uh, this is a this is a really really bad result for them, and you're gonna see them start to slip down this table now. That's three losses in a row, 
And maybe, you know, maybe they weren't as good as we thought they were at the very beginning of the season. They were only winning those games 1-0. And I think maybe it was a bit of an overreaction. But maybe I'm overreacting now. Who knows? Great result for Arsenal. Come on, you Gunners. Let's get another one this week. Uh, and we will move on. Crystal Palace won. Brighton won. This is brutal. Wilf Zaha scored in stoppage time of the first half. A penalty. I said before this game that Zaha would be the one to get on the board here. Didn't think it would be a pen, but here we are. He did. Um, and and I thought that the entire game, it was just going to be, it was going to be Palace skating away. But in the 95th minute, Neil Mopai scored, brought them level, and the teams had to share the points. Um, very even game here. Uh, these teams played each other really to a T. Uh, Mopai well back in Trussard up top versus Ayu, Edward, and Zaha. So we started to see Edward get some uh, some starting time here, which was awesome. I'm really excited to see what he has to provide for us in the Premier League moving forward. All right, let me take a sip of water, give you guys a second to breathe. I know that was fast, and I will give you my rapid-fire picks for match day seven. Oh, what a long day it's been. Okay, by the way, give the NFL show a listen if you haven't checked it out yet. Um, I do that like Wednesday mornings. Uh, I think I did it Tuesday actually this week because um, shit's been crazy. But give it a show or give it a listen uh, if you haven't listened to it yet. We do picks, uh, lines, and then we put them up on social media. So they're all up there for you guys. Want to go check them out? All right, match day seven. Manchester United take on Everton Saturday, October 2nd at 7.30 a.m. I am so excited for this game. I think it's going to be the game of the week. Um, and I'm all over Manchester United. Fantastic result for them midweek in Europe. Just won yesterday uh, at the very end of a game because Ronaldo scored. You know, he's all over the place. That guy, he's a fucking demon. I think he is a demon in this game as well. I think he scores. I think United win. Manchester City or Manchester United, money line. Next game, we have Chelsea and Southampton. Chelsea looking to rebound after a disappointing result against City. I don't think that we need to look into it any more than that. I'm taking Chelsea. I'm all over it. We have Wolves versus Newcastle at 10 a.m. as well. This game's going to be a little bit harder to predict. I think that we saw you know, Newcastle draw last week and Wolves nearly draw against Southampton last week as well. I think this is the game that we actually see a draw. Um, Wolves, I just don't think have enough going forward to break down Newcastle's back line who've been playing okay. And Newcastle, I don't think are going to be strong going forward this game. So I'm going to take a draw here. I think it could be nil-nil or 1-1. I think that's certainly within the realm of possibility. Saturday, October 2nd at 10 a.m., another game, Burnley versus Norwich City. This is a stinky one. This game I can see being extremely low scoring. I don't think Norwich are going to be the team to break down Burnley's back line. Arsenal only beat them 1-0. They've had a lot of close games so far this season, and I just think that Burnley um, are a very solid team. Really, I think that this could be a draw, but I'm going to go ahead and say... Um, I'm going to go ahead and say Burnley. I think Burnley are the team to, to emerge from this one. They need they need three points here, um, and I think that they do get it. So Leeds United versus Watford's another 10 a.m. game. This game is going to be fucking weird. Uh, I'm actually... 
This is hard. I don't know what's going to happen in this game. This could be a draw, or it could be Leeds, or it could be Watford. I would stay the fuck away from this game if you guys are going to bet on it. You're probably getting Watford and Leeds at plus odds, to be honest with you, because Leeds are underperforming and Watford are kind of a who-knows team. Uh, I'm going to go... I'm going to go with Leeds because they have to win here soon. And Watford are a team that are kind of hot on the back foot here um, and, and play with the play out of the back. So I just think that Leeds are going to be able to pounce on that and, and get a result because they're not going to be able to do that against some other stronger, more established teams. Uh, I'm going to take Leeds. Brighton Arsenal's next. Oh, so Brighton are ahead of Arsenal on the table, but I bet you Arsenal will be favorites in this game. I'm going to take Arsenal because I think they continue their run of form. And I don't think Brighton belong at the top of the table. There is no reason for them to be up there. They are not good. They don't have squad depth. They are not going to finish up there. I promise. Um, and I think this starts their decline this week against an Arsenal team. who are currently raging. Uh, so I'm going to take Arsenal. Tottenham Aston Villa's next. Tottenham continue their decline in my opinion. Uh, they are struggling. Villa are riding high after a win against United that they know they shouldn't have got. So they're going to be out there to prove that it wasn't a fluke. And I think that they defeat Tottenham. This game could certainly go um, in the way of a draw. I think that that is very possible. But I'm taking Villa straight up. West Ham versus Brentford, October 3rd at 9 a.m. Just like that Tottenham-Villa game. I think this game goes in the way of the Irons. I think they win this game. I don't think that Brentford can sustain these crazy, crazy results against top six teams um, for all that long. I just think that Brentford are a better side, or, or West Ham are a better side. Um, they are very well managed. They've been playing as a unit for longer. They had all that success last season. And I think that they know how to defeat teams that they are more put together than. And they certainly are more put together than Brentford. I don't want to take anything away from Brentford. I like them very much. Don't get me wrong. I just think that West Ham outclassed them here. I think they topped them. And I think one of those clutch Mikel Antonio goals is going to be the difference. It's going to be a game like that, I promise. Um, so I'm going West Ham straight up. Leicester City versus Crystal Palace next. A result that Leicester City desperately need. Um, Palace overperforming over the past couple weeks. Have a couple wins and a couple draws um, since Edouard has come in. And I think that they've been playing well, but I don't think that they're able to outclass Leicester here. I think Leicester outplay them. They're going to be much stronger than them. I think we're going to see uh, Iannaccio in this game, actually, believe it or not. We're going to see more of a focused attack. I don't know if Vardy um, is going to be the main option here. I don't know what's telling me that we're going to see Iannaccio, but something is telling me. So... I, I think it's possible. I'm, uh, I'm going to take Leicester here straight up. I think they win. Oh, here's the game of the week. I said earlier United-Everton was game of the week. I think this is probably game of the week. Wow. Liverpool take on Man City just a week after taking on Chelsea. Uh, you know, I'm not going to lie and tell you this is hard for me. Because I think City are going to batter Liverpool in this game. Um, I'm not sure what, I don't, I'm not sure what's telling me that. I think it's probably because they outplayed Chelsea, uh, who are tactically much stronger than Liverpool, in my opinion. And they are, they're more powerfully managed or more strictly managed. Let's say strictly, not powerfully. I think Klopp's a great manager. Please don't get it, um, misconstrued. 
But I think that Chelsea play under an, a relatively iron fist. Um, what Tuchel says goes, and they play that way. Klopp gives the guys a little bit more free space, I think. Um, has more faith in his players. And I think that that is actually going to be the downfall here. Um, City are going to break Liverpool down. They're going to find the holes. They're playing well right now. I think that they defeat Liverpool. They're coming off a defeat to PSG midweek in the UCL. And I think they're frothing at the fucking at the mouth to win. And I think that they do win here. I don't know who will be favorite. Both teams, top of the table. But I like City. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if Liverpool knocked them off. Like these these games, you know, you never really know what to expect. I think City and Chelsea um, were were was similar. I, I would have bet with Chelsea to be honest with you, and City were the team to come out. So I just think that, that this is going to be a weird one. Um, and I doubted City last week. I'm going to go with them this week uh, just to try and recoup some of that money I lost on Chelsea last week. Okay. Thank you guys for listening to me. I know I just talked extremely fast, and I know that that was, you know, a half hour of stuff for you to break down and think about. Um, but I wanted to make sure that I gave you guys some content. You know, I I haven't been on a Premier League show now um, in like two weeks, so I just wanted to make sure that you guys know that I still watch every weekend and that I still know what I'm talking about, kind of. Um, and, and that I, I'm going to be back soon. Uh, you guys probably got to give me another week. I don't know. I don't know when, um, things are going to pan out or if things are going to pan out or what, um, I'll let you guys know more intimately or, or more accurately rather, uh, what is going on when things transpire. Uh, just know that, you know, things are, things are brutal right now. Somebody's sick. Um, and we're trying to just figure it out. Take it day at a time. So Matt will be here tonight or just look at your feed. There's going to be another episode. I'm going to, I'm going to label this like one half of episode 97 or whatever it is. I think we're close to a hundred, but um, yeah, that's it. That's all I got to say for you guys. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening to me ramble. Um, please take care of yourselves. Enjoy your weekend. And uh We'll see you soon. Come on, you gunners.